What's happening, everybody? Hi, Welcome guys. back to the Castro Files. How you doing, honey? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I've got a creepy one for you. Creepy, creepy? It's one of those kind of stories that, like, you've had it happen to you. You don't realize it. Okay. But I mean, that's everybody's honest. probably had this creepy feeling of somebody watching them, right? Like, like, you, no, I mean, like I in your I house at late at night, you're like, looking, no, no, not you're looking into that dark corner. I may hear you go, something upstairs. Yeah. Like, why does my it. house creak every night? At and the now same that we have a cat, time? I blame it on the cat. My house is 20 years old. Yeah. Why does it settle? exactly 101 every single night. I don't understand it, right? And my cat's laying right in front of me. I don't know. And the dogs are asleep on the floor. And why don't they? I don't know. So this is one that we're going to get into here in a second. But first and foremost, go out, check out the Castro Files at on our Instagram, on our YouTube. Like and subscribe, of course. Also, all the photos go out to Instagram. Instagram, I'll post right. out. There's some creepy photos we're going to post from this one. Okay. And then also iTunes and Spotify. It's under the bar is open with Beth and Greg. If you don't okay. mind, go out and give us a little like and subscribe. Yep. Subscribe rather. Five star reviews. Yep. You don't mind on the bar is open. But keep in mind, the bar is open has a little uh, more adult stuff. Right. But the actual show, the bar is open. The, yeah. Versus the not, show, the Castro much. Files. We try, yes. and, we try and keep this relatively PG. We do. 13. Most of the time it happens. Once in a while we Once throw while. in something. Yeah. This show. This one specifically is going to kind of make you go, hmm. Okay. So this is about scopophobia. Okay. Do you know what that is? I'm afraid to look through a scope. is an anxiety disorder characterized by a morbid fear of being seen in public or stared at by others. Similar phobias include erythophobia. Erythophobia? I think that's what it is. The fear of blushing and there's a fear for that, and an epileptic's fear of being looked at, which okay. may itself precipitate such an attack. Okay, basically, people don't like being looked at. Okay, right. So that's called scopophobia. I found this one the other day, and I was like, "What is scopophobia?" And it was accompanied by. Basically, some creepy pictures. Okay. That we'll get into here in just a second because I just closed out the actual tab I needed to to read (laughs) the story. So, this is from medium.com. Okay. And it's case four scopophobia, a fear of staring. Okay. You ready? Mm -hmm. Date Thursday, March 21st, 2012. Time 1120. Location of happening Chicago, Illinois. Composed by Jacob A., age 47. Observations by Dr. Steinbeck. Jacob seems to be an articulate and independent man whose troubled relations with his ex-wife have heavily strained him. I only hope to find... uh, I only hope that we find... Out... I need to restate that again. I only hope that we we do find out more once the full investigation has been carried out. Okay. So we're going to get into now... Jacob's recollection of what happened. I can't be sure what I'm writing down. It is a precise depiction of events, but I will do as you ask, and I'll put down all that I can remember of my experience so that I can can better understand it. A few Christmases ago, 
I had a major fight with my entire family that left me with no home and only the money in my bank account to sustain me. I don't want to go into all the details of that now, but suffice to say that my initial judgment of my wife was highly inaccurate and led to several, several years of intense stress and depression. I'm really writing this to try and think of, think out the exact circumstances that led to those events that so scarred me that I always will suspect someone is watching me and my family, but I'm sure further sessions will illuminate the former conflict. Basically, he's like trying to figure out what happened. Right. As I was saying, I had moved out of the city to a more affordable neighborhood in the Northwest suburbs. It was odd that it was so well uh, priced as it seemed that there was little crime and a, a lot of furnished a lot of furnished properties. Like they were pre-furnished they were houses. Rentals. Right. Right. And ample green space. In fact, such a planned community seemed slightly unnatural at first. But the indiv individuality of the house I created more than made up for the monochromatic makeup of my compatriots, the other neighbors. Right. At the back of the house were green were screen doors which looked in onto out onto a small yard and woods beyond. I had only lived in, in such a semi-rural setting once before, and it felt refreshing to be able to amble down a tr little trail in the past, in the trees out and behind his yard, and read his little book. I know, if you are going outside to read, why would you read trash? So he was reading like these other... Kind of trash, you know, kind of like what you My do. novels, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I needed some time to unwind before going to work on the following Monday because he would go out on Sundays. Right. I have a son, Tim, who comes to visit me every few weeks for a long weekend. Tim has adapted well to the separation of he and his wife, and I'm not quite sure if he had truly understands the nature of the situation, seeing that as he thinks himself lucky to have two rooms two Christmases, and twice as many tree, uh, toys. Anyway, we made, our, made it our tradition to go each weekend on a walk as he would walk and we would chat and talk together. But I would bring sandwiches this time and he would tell me all the news from school and life. Mm -hmm. That's cute. It was my way of keeping track. No emails or paper trail to be criticized for later, just words. We had taken this walk at least eight times. Although now I seldom go there even alone. One day in autumn, the trees were looking more wind-torn than usual and a bre uh, breeze as brisk as cold water from a shower was ripping across everything. Tim insisted we go as it was our custom and how he would be able to tell me about Sacha who had been picking, him, picking on him at school without our walk. How would he have found that? Mm -hmm. I bundled him up in... Up, I bundled him up to the extreme. Wouldn't want him to catch cold and hear about it later. And brought along tuna fish sandwiches and a thermos of hot tea. We wandered into the chill and truly saw the dramatic change the winter had wrought on the woods. Sometimes leaves fall in all but one week, and that happened there. With sinewy branches plucking the sky. I don't like that sentence. I do. It's terrible. I soon realized that our private walk wasn't so private after all. Okay. As all the surrounding houses could now see through the trees as we ingressed the thicket. But 
Once inside the clearing, it was apparent that our activities could not be monitored by overly curious locals. And so we ate our sandwiches, drank our tea, and Tim told me about school and the like. As we were readying ourselves to leave, Tim spotted something in the copse. He seemed transfixed, as if trying to fathom what laid beyond the veil of trees. I asked him what he saw, and he said he wasn't sure. He pointed out to the to me that there was this place he hadn't seen a glint, or that he had seen a glint, and we went to investigate. To his disappointment, we found nothing but an old lighter that had been carelessly tossed and must have just been glinting off the sun. Satisfied I had discovered the source of the mysterious light, I turned for home, but Tim remained unconvinced. He said it couldn't have been the lighter, as it was silver and the glint he'd seen was red. Well, it was getting cold, so we went inside to watch some TV and settle down for the evening. The next weekend he was with me, we went on our walk, but this time it was really too cold to stay for our entire sandwich, and we, went, we thought it was best to take our supper inside. I wanted to stoke up the stove, so I had brought an axe and fell a sapling for wood. After a few hefty chops, I had several small logs at our disposal, which we collected and headed home. Quite unexpectedly, Tim dropped his small load in the middle of... <laughs> Tim dropped all of his wood. Quite unexpectedly, Tim dropped a log. Quite unexpectedly, <laughs> Tim dropped a bundle of wood. I put down my bundle to see what he might have been, what might have been the matter. You're going to have to watch the outclips for this one. <laughs> Quietly, he pointed to a small second clearing to the left of us, where he said he had seen the red light again. I took a brief look, thinking that if I found nothing, it would put his inquisition to, and fear to rest. I didn't find anything, though, nor could Tim locate the light and when he was asked exactly where it was. Two weeks later, Tim went, was at the house again, but it was not without controversy. He had been very worried about the red light, which he now described as eyes. And he was convinced that something was after him that lived in those woods. My ex-wife was furious at me for taking him somewhere he was so scared. And so I promised I would never take him in the woods. Not until it was nice again. Tim and I made dinner together and the controversy or conversation rather turned to the issue of the red eyes that were also glowing this time. I asked him when he first thought of they were eyes and he said that this had only occurred to him after the second time he was, wasn't sure why he had thought the glinting was from eyes, but he seemed very convinced and at, and all I could think of was tell him very unlikely that was any sort of animal that would have glowing red eyes and that else, nothing else was possible. He seemed less worried after my reassurances, but still insisted on sleeping with me that night. A few months passed and the problem of the red eyes gradually faded from the forefront of our conversation until it was not mentioned at all. The snow fell heavily that winter and on the weekend that Tim was visiting, we became trapped inside the house. While his mother was angry that he couldn't come home, there was little I could do. The doors being snowed shut, after all. We had lots of food, firewood, and soda, so everything seemed that it was going to be just a long weekend of fun. The second evening in, 
We had just finished watching a particularly scary episode of Doctor Who on BBC America. And Tim wanted to sleep in my room. I remembered how scared he had been watching the same show as a kid. I had been watching the same show as a kid. So we unfolded a temporary bed in the corner and turned it in, turned, and I turned on a few nightlights to deter would-be dream monsters. After he settled in, I fetched myself a glass of warm milk, which I don't understand. Do people still do that? Apparently. Okay. All right. To help me cope with the night, uh, the nightlights effect and saw something unusual upon this screen window facing the woods. For only a second, I thought I spotted a bright red dot dart across the outer screen. Intrigued that my son might be onto something concrete, I slid the glass back to look outside. The cold air rushed in, and I wasn't able to budge the door more than an inch due to the ice and snow. What I did see was alarming. Standing about six feet from me seemed to be a figure squatting, a slumped man, and most distinctively, a single red eye glowing near him. I say near him because... It did not seem to be connected to him, but more floating in front of him. Interesting. It was truly bizarre. I slammed the door shut, calling the police to say I had an intruder. Two officers surveyed, surveyed the back lawn for tracks and found some that they said must have come from an unusually large coyote, but no human ones could be found. It, embarrassed that I could not let them in because you can only get the door so far open. They left and I took their explanation to mean what had I'd been deceived by my eyes. It was a trickster coyote. Still, to be on the safe side, I activated my alarm system that night to be sure that they were both barricaded and protected from any possible intruders. I settled down to sleep with sleep in the dim darkness and quietly descended into a haze of dreamery. Quite unexpectedly, Tim shook me awake. And I agitatedly told him that the red, he, he agitatedly told me the red eyes were back. But this time, peering through frosted window of the bathroom, thinking that we might be indeed have an intruder, I rushed to the bathroom and threw open the small window, nothing. The next day, the local authorities managed to have our houses, house entrances cleared of snow and the sun did the rest. They melted the ice indoors, iced doors. I went again to check the bathroom from the outside. I was like, and I found two large footprints, much like a coyote's planted on top of the furnace behind the house. If one would have stood on the furnace, you could very easily see it looking into the bathroom. Although the frosting would have prevented further glaring because it's those frosted yeah. windows, right? Like most bathrooms. I did not understand how the coyote had even gotten up there. And nor why it would only have two legs. Think about. Well, I was thinking about that. A yeah. dog jumping up. Tim was going. Uh, Tim was going to stay with me for one last night before heading back to school. His classes were still canceled in his district. We had a day of snow clearing, cooking, and reading. And before long, a purple dusk had fallen over our house. Tim was feeling brave, brave enough to sleep in his own room now saying that he didn't think the coyote would be able to open doors, seeing that they only have paws. 
He was soon sound asleep, and I continued cleaning up downstairs, packing my, my son a little lunch bag for the journey, to, uh, journey home tomorrow and folding his clothes. Three hours or three to four hours later, after I had had a nightcap, Tim came to the door of the room. He was very still, unusually so, and simply indicated that he wanted to sit down. He said, you know those red eyes? I remember him saying so very timidly for him. I said, yes. Understanding, understanding his fear, I saw them again. He paused. I saw them under my bed. Oh, shit. I quickly got up and calmly accompanied him to check for monsters under his bed. Except there were no monsters. Not even a coyote or a stray dog. But there was something red. Something glowing under there. It was unmistakable, up close. I'm mortified I didn't recognize it before. A single red light piercing the darkness of that room. A single light indicating recording in progress. <gasps> oh, creeps. Oh, I just got the chills. That's the end of the story. That's creepy. There's a couple of little cliff notes. Yeah. I, got, I get the chills. I've read it twice. Oh. It's unclear as to how this is. This is a real case. Somebody wrote this. Okay. It's unclear as to how this piece of technology came to be under the bed, nor why the figure of a man seemed to have left the tracks of a coyote. What seems certain is that a crime was being committed, although by who or what remains a mystery. Wow. Can you show the uh, couple of last couple of photos for us? Just hit the little. There you go. So this is looking down the stairs. Mm -hmm. Imagine looking down your stairs and you see this creepy little face. No. Thanks. I'm never looking down the stairs in the dark again. Thank God our bedroom's on the first floor. Yes. And what's the next one? Oh, it's just a dude behind a door. Yeah. Kind of creeping in, right? Mm -hmm. Little dude. You hear the door going. Creepy. That's my story. That's a really good story. Sorry, it took me a little bit to get there. It's all right. You got it. Um, do you think it was the ex-wife? You think? I mean, but how do they get in her? How do you? I, like, I, I'm not giving you my keys. If we have a breakup and we have a or we whatever. Well, maybe though you do because if the son leaves something at your house that I'm she still needs not to giving come you my get, keys. I don't know. That's crazy. So the red dot in the woods. The red dot in Somebody the woods. Somebody was recording them. The red dot in the bedroom, so the bathroom. Had a camera. It's crazy. It's a private eye. Maybe mom was looking for something. Maybe. I don't know. That's crazy. Aliens. Probably aliens. Oh, uh, maybe. No? But no. That's creepy. Good story. You like it? I did like, like it. it. I did. Go out, check out Minor League Studios for all of our swag. I've updated a bunch of stuff. I put out some some new things out there. So we've got the your little um, tumbler, yep. your wine tumbler. We got that. We've got some drink. We've got a phone case if you like those we got some cool shirts out there cool putting more stuff out there now as awesome. we speak so thank you so much that's our show that for this good one babe that afternoon good one. Yeah. i hope you like it i did watch thank for you red guys. lights share us because sharing is caring cheers have Bye. a great one <laughs>